If you're seated, I invite the children, kindergarten through uh, three-year-olds, um, that they're invited to go to uh, children in worship, or four-year-olds, third graders through kindergartners. I knew there was a three in there. I uh, had a fight this week with a uh, coffee maker. Um, yeah, and I had, I had to, just couldn't get it to work, you know. I thought I had everything, you know, I checked for, you know, all those little secret switches to be sure the filter's in the right place and kept pushing the on, you know how you do that, you know, you push the on button like 10 times thinking sooner or later it's going to work and eventually I gave up and started searching around uh, and tried to find another one, coffee maker, and I found another one and it was old but brought it in, plugged it in, and started punching buttons, and it didn't work either. And then I thought to myself, took me a little while, um, I wonder if the outlet is bad. And so I took those two broken coffee makers five feet to my left where there was another outlet and plugged them both in, and they both worked. So I had two working coffee makers, just was plugged into the wrong outlet. And that's... uh, Really what Zechariah is telling Israel in in our passage that we're going to look at today. uh, That uh, don't plug into the wrong outlet. If you're not plugged in to the outlet that's connected to the power, then it doesn't matter how well the coffee maker works. It's not going to be powered for its purpose. And what we're going to see in our passage is what we've been singing about is indeed just how powerful God is and how he is the only power that is enables us to accomplish his purposes. I mean, Jesus said the same thing in the gospel of John chapter 15, where he said, uh, unless you abide in me, you can do nothing. The events up to now, for uh, the people of Israel. You know, they, they, they've been in exile. Uh, they were dragged from their home. They've been there now 70 years now. Uh, they're, they're heading back. Uh, Zechariah is the prophet. Um, one of the guys we're going to hear about today, Zerubbabel, is one of the guys that's, that's leading them. And so Zechariah is going to speak to them. In, in the midst of what I, I think is, is the time that we looked at last week where uh, the people of Israel were facing opposition. Uh, They were following the plan of God, and as they got closer to God's desire for them, it became more difficult. And they were facing the opposition of the people. And and I want to remind us of that, because I think that's the situation in which Zechariah speaks to Zerubbabel, which God gives this vision to Zechariah. For, for the people. Because as we get closer to following the way of God, the harder it becomes. And I want to remind us um, of that. You know, if, you, if you take some time to read the journals of Mother Teresa, the, the private journals. Mother Teresa uh, was a nun who worked in Calcutta, India. She worked with the, the, uh, the poorest of the poor, those that were just laying on the side of the road dying. 
And that's where God had called her and what she was doing. And if you read her journals, she'll share personally just how difficult it was for her. How alone she felt. And at times, unsure of God's presence. She knew she was doing what God wanted her to do, but the the, the emotion and the feeling of the time were so far removed. Another uh, gentleman many years before, um, Dr. J. Hudson Taylor, who started the missionary movement in China. He was the one that that took the good news of Jesus Jesus inland into China a little over 100 years ago. And he shares the same story, that, that he was robust with energy when, when China was on the other side of the sea. And then it was just flowed when he came upon the shore and, and the first work. But as he spent years and years and years there, it became harder and harder and harder. More, more difficult to do the work and even more difficult to, to sense where, where God was, was leading them. As, as we draw closer to where Jesus is calling us, we will find more and more opposition. And that's what's happening with Israel. And what Zechariah wants to tell them, what God, Zechariah wants to tell us, is don't forget, God's the one that's got the power. He's the one that we plug into as we get closer and closer to following the way of Jesus. So our passage today is Zechariah chapter 4. I'll, I'll, I'll read through verse 9. It's uh, found on page 770 in your pew Bible, or it'll be on your screen. Let's pray together. Gracious God, thank you for your written word. Thank you as it speaks to us of your, your truth. And we, we pray that your spirit will open our eyes our ears and our very hearts to to hear from you. We need you. Uh, Speak to us so that indeed we will be in tune with with the power that you desire to give us to do the work that you're calling us to do. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Zechariah chapter 4. Hear the word of the Lord. The angel who talked with me came again. And wakened me as one is wakened from sleep. He said to me, what do you see? And I said, I see a lampstand, all of gold, with a bowl on the top of it. There are seven lamps on it, with seven lips on each of the lamps that are on the top of it. And by it, there are two olive trees, one on the right of the bowl and the other on its left. I said to the angel who talked with me, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered me, Do you not know what these are? I said, No, my Lord. He said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, Not by might, nor by power, But by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. What are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain, and he shall bring out the top stone amid shouts of grace, grace to it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts 
has sent me to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Zechariah is having some kind of vision. He's, he's, he's been woken up somehow and the angel appears to him and he sees that this picture of a lamp, really. You know, sort of like, you know, the lamp, sort of like a candelabra, sort of like the, the ones you see up here. Except what we're told is there's a bowl in the middle of it at the, the highest point. And that bowl contains the fuel, the, the, the olive oil that, that then runs through the the uh, the tubes that, that then fuel the, the seven flames with the seven lips on each flame. And, and then besides this lamp that is he's showing, the, the angel is showing Zechariah, are two olive trees. The look on your face was probably the look on Zechariah's face at that time. Um... Okay, thanks. Uh, what is this? And, and I'm so thankful that Zechariah was so honest. You know, that, that he didn't have to put on airs, you know, and try to explain it away. But just say, you know what? I don't know what it is, angel. What is this lamp? This elaborate lamp with the two olive trees next to it. To which then Zechariah goes straight to the message. This is the message to Zerubbabel. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Let's, uh, let's say that together. That uh, Zechariah 4, verse 6, starting with not by might. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. As the Israelites were facing the opposition that they were facing as they built the foundation, now they were building the walls and the the people were opposing them and they responded in fear and frustration. It's in that moment, I believe, that Zechariah had his vision so that he could tell the people, no, it is not by your might, not by your power, but by the Spirit of God that this will be accomplished. Might and power were often used in that day for for wealth or uh, armament um, or numbers, the number of people, you know, of human resource. You know, it, it's not according to, to who has the most people wins, who has the most money wins. It's not who has the best strategy wins. It is whoever is doing the work of the Spirit is the one that will accomplish God's purposes. Because what that that vision showed, what was key to that vision, was that you had two olive trees right next to the lamp. It's olive oil that fills the lamp. It's olive oil that is the fuel. And so the very one that produces the fuel, there's two huge trees right next to the lamp. So the olive oil will always be available to the lamp. It's like a, a car being next to a gasoline plant. It's it's like coffee makers being plugged not into outlets, but into the very power plant itself. Or in my backyard, and maybe plenty of yours, it's like deer and rabbits next to my garden. The fuel is there by God to keep the lights burning, to empower 
the work that he would have for us to do. That, that uh, Jay uh, Hudson Taylor, the guy that was one of the first uh, missionaries into the modern mission movement uh, into India or into China, um, said, it, said it this way, God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. God's work done God's way will never lack God's supply. Depend on it. And so the, the angel says, that big huge mountain in front of you, Zerubbabel, that's going to become a plain. It, it will be destroyed. And, and for you, the same hands that, that built the, the, the foundation will indeed complete building what I have called you to build. The same is true for us. The work that God is calling us to do, corporately as a church, in our families, in our communities, individually in our own lives, the work that we do God's way, God's work, God will supply. No matter what the opposition. Because God is greater. He's greater than than the sin that's within us. That sin that's within us that at times tries to to steal some of God's glory, some of God's fame and fortune. That sin that can so distract us, derail us. God is greater. The, The opposition of the way of the world that tries to get in our way that will stop us from doing God's work God's way. God is greater. And even the evil one himself, who will lob all kinds of bombs to oppose the very work that brings glory to God, God is greater than all of those combined. And he wants Israel to know it then, and he wants us to know it today. You know, it's, a, it's amazing to me, this, this last week, three, I've had three conversations, three interactions with, with close friends, you know, after spending last week saying that, you know, as the closer we get to Jesus, the, the harder it becomes, that one, one person is about to lose his business, another one lost his house, and uh, another one is in, in the middle of his marriage just falling apart in shreds. In three conversations this week with friends here and other places. I'm like, whoa, I'm not going to preach that sermon again. Because there will be all kinds of opposition, all kinds of way to try to pull the plug. And how helpful it was for me in talking with my friends and with others that as we are doing God's work in God's way, this, we will be supplied God's power. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Now, I want you to, to note then at the, the end of the passage uh, that uh, uh, we read, or really verse, verse 7. We're, we're told the mountain is going to become a plain. And then there's a picture of Zerubbabel. And, and we're told that Zerubbabel will, will one day put that, that final top stone on the temple. That the, the, the project will be completed. What God had called them to do, they will accomplish. They will have all that is necessary to get that done. And when that, is, when that last stone is put there, what, what does it say? That people will shout out. 
You can say it. What does it say? Grace. Grace, grace, grace to it. As it ends. Because they know the only way that this temple was built was that God built it. They didn't have the means. They didn't have the strength. They didn't have the wisdom. Everybody was against them. And the only way this project could be completed was, to, was for God to accomplish it. It was so great for this ragtag group that had been 70 years removed to come back and then rebuild the temple. It's only going to happen if God does it. I've, I've told you uh, before, um, there was a little over four years ago, uh, when uh, um, my family and I were in the process of trying to discern God's leading to, if we were to move to Cincinnati. And, and I talked to a number of people. And, and I had a, about you know, what was going on here, what was going on in Cincinnati, just uh, their experience. And I had three people. Tell me that they didn't think College Hill Presbyterian Church was going to be able to make the turn. The the changes necessary for for the church to retool, to to reapply the same message, but to change the, the, the means that that message was applied and lived out, they didn't think it could happen. They didn't think the turn... And these are people who had been a part of the church at some point in time in their, in their lives. And I don't know what it says about me. Maybe it's some kind of sickness or arrogance or pathology. But that sort of emboldened me to the task. Because I don't want to be a part of a task that I think I have the capability of doing. I don't want to be a part of a task with a group of people where we have what it takes to get it done. I want to be a part of a task that God is leading us to do together so that when it is accomplished, if we are so blessed to be able to see the capstone put on top, I want to be able to say, grace, grace, grace. The only way that happened is if God did it. It wasn't by our ability. It wasn't by our ingenuity. It wasn't by might or by power. It was only by the Spirit of the Lord. That's the case for us as a people. And that's the case for us in our own lives, wherever we are. The task, the work, the calling that God has upon us. As we get closer to God, it is a gift that it gets harder. Because that pushes us more to our knees. That pushes us to realize it's not by our might or our power. It is indeed only by His power that is at work in us and through us. Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. 